This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let me tell you about a fascinating story now about two guys who for many years were on opposite sides of the law but they have now teamed up to try and make the world a better place and especially to try and keep kids from joining gangs and getting into drug dealing and other criminal activities stan price is is here in the studio in vancouver stan is a guy who formerly was dealing drugs in the downtown east side turned his life around stan very thanks thanks a lot for coming in Hey, thanks for having me, Mike. I appreciate it. And also, Cal Dosange, he's a Vancouver Police Department detective who's working with Stan. And Cal, I'm told, is in the elevator. And he is <laughs> he is coming up the elevator right now. There he is. Is he walking into the studio, yeah, Stan? There he is. Oh, that's good. Fashionably okay. late. Okay, he's fashionably late. That's okay. <laughs> so we'll let Cal get settled in behind the microphone there. Stan, let me, let me go to you first. Tell me about... Um, you know, you've had a tough life, right? And I, I know you made you made some tough, bad decisions earlier in your life, right? And you sort of got into dealing drugs and stuff. Can you tell me how that happened to you? Well, um, yeah, a little bit of a rough childhood. I mean, uh, no proper direction. Um, you know, I did have father figures in my life, but, uh, you know, I was never had my real father, so I was always looking for acceptance in all areas, right? So I kind of found it in the wrong way. And... Uh, that's where it all began. So where where were you doing drug dealing down on the downtown east side? I was in the downtown east side. Yeah. Hundred block was my main uh, my main area, but uh, yeah, all over the downtown east. What side. is the uh, the red alert? Was that the name of a gang you were involved with? Uh, yes, they uh, started in uh, Alberta, um, but uh, one of the guys here who I met uh, when I moved to the mainland, we uh, there was about five of us that. You know, we didn't expect to, I didn't expect it to be what it ended up being. We ended up recruiting, you know, quite a few guys ended up being a, an even bigger, you know. Did you, did you uh, ever go to jail? Yes. I, I have been to uh, prison many times for multiple property crime, um, assaults, um, Yeah. Wow. Okay, let me talk to Cal. You there now, Cal? I am, Mike. Thank you very much hey, for Cal. your patience. I appreciate Cal, it. Thank you very much, Cal, for coming in. Cal is a Vancouver Police Department uh, detective. He is also the founder and CEO of the Kids Play Youth Foundation, which is a group that helps keep kids out of gangs. Cal, when did you first meet uh, Stan? Uh, Mike, that was uh, back during my time as a beat patrol officer in the downtown east side. So uh, you have to understand uh, the timeline here coming into my 20th year as a law enforcement officer, but I spent 14 years in an operational capacity, the majority of the time spent in the downtown east side in beat patrol. And Stan was a, a constant fixture in the downtown east side landscape. So from day one, 
uh, I took note of him. Slowly, uh, over time, you get to know the hierarchy and who's who and uh, how it's all structured. So, I mean, it was run no differently than a, uh, a corporate pyramid, so to speak, would stand sitting right at the top. So he would keep his hands clean. He was just there in a supervisory capacity, but uh, we knew exactly who he was and what he was up to. So conversations were never polite, so to speak, and a lot of hostility and confrontational uh, behavior. <laughs> so, did, did you ever have to arrest uh, Stan? I did not. Uh, like I said, Stan uh, uh, ran a very uh, smooth operation, so he kept himself clean. Uh, we arrested multiple members of his syndicate, uh, but uh, I'd always make a point to uh, come up to Stan and let him know that uh, we got our eyes on him. And <laughs> as soon as we have enough evidence, uh, him uh, and his crew will be going down. So, like I said, I mean, it was um, it, there was a lot of hostility there uh, because the thing is, it was that thin blue line that separated order from chaos, so to speak. And I would just let him know uh, that... Um, what he was essentially engaging in was uh, very destructive behavior that was uh, resulting in a lot of chaos and uh, destroying people's lives. Uh, a lot of these individuals were uh, the vulnerable segment of society, and uh, he was preying on on their right. uh, addictions. Stan, what was it like for you back then, and uh, what did you think of Cal back then when you guys were on the opposite sides of the law there? Well, uh, I didn't have a lot of nice things to say about Cal back then. Uh, you know, like he said, we we're on opposite sides of the thin blue line, right? So, you know, I mean, he obviously seen something that I didn't, that I had potential to be doing something other than what I was doing at that time. Okay, let's, let's, uh, did you have any rough, any rough rides down in this? Like, did you ever have any uh, situations where you feared for your life? I mean, you, you got into some, you got into some real violence oh, scrapes yeah, over the yeah, years, Oh, yeah, I sure did. Um, I mean, you know, in that lifestyle, you're going to, you know, accumulate enemies and, you know, you're obviously going to run into some tension somewhere. And, uh, I, I did end up doing that. I just, uh, I happened to be alone one time and I ran into, um, a group of a rival, a rival gang in a, in a park that I was riding by on a bike. And, uh, yeah, we, there was a little confrontation and I handled it very well. Um, is that the one where so you got sprayed with some bear spray? Yes, I did end up getting bear maced, um, and there was gunshots. Um, wow. I was actually lucky to be to make it out of that situation. Okay, let's talk about how you turned your life around, Stan. Like, what was the turning point for you? And then I know that you reached out to Cal for help, right? What happened? Well, I seen the lifestyle that I was living for what it really was, and it was not just affecting... I wasn't just out there preying on vulnerable people. It was affecting me as a person. It was affecting the people around me, the people that I loved. It was affecting just my everyday life. It made me a person that I knew it's, it wasn't me. It just, you know, living that lifestyle, you get caught up in, you know, you know, you got to be out there doing this and then you don't know how to separate those two. Right, you got so fam it, you got family of your own? You got kids? Yes, I do. I have um two stepkids from a previous uh previous marriage and I have um four of my own children. Okay. Cal, when did Stan come to you? When did he reach out to you? Stan reached out to me approximately two years ago. Uh so Basically, on account of the work that I was doing in the downtown east side, seeing the steady stream of kids that were going through the drug and gang scene, and then we're apprehending them, pushing them to the criminal justice system, I just thought enough was enough. And so when we started engaging these kids through positive constructive outlets, that was back in 2008, 
that essentially became the plant seed uh, to plant for Kids Play Foundation back in 2015. So Stan had been watching me uh, from 2015 uh, up till the point that he reached out to me, uh, taking note of uh, a lot of the good work that we were doing in the community, and he could see that our uh, efforts were sincere and authentic. And I think that was a big turning point there because uh, that was enough of an impetus and catalyst for him to reach out to me and say, hey, look, I see the good work that you're doing and I want to be a part of that process and I'm sick of this life and I'm ready to leave. So at first, I mean, there was a lot of doubt, uh, but I gave him the benefit of the doubt and decided to sit down with him nonetheless. Uh, And I could see that his emotions were raw and visceral when we first met. I mean, he was quite emotional, uh, primarily on account of the fact that uh, there was potential for him to lose his son uh, to drug addiction. And he didn't want that. Uh, He truly deep down in... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Side at his core, which is something I'd seen all along, he's a good human being that just needed some guidance and support. And uh, I think that infrastructure was lacking. So uh, we were able to provide him that platform. Stan, we mentioned just before the break, Hal mentioned that one of the reasons that you reached out to him was you were worried about your son, right? What was happening with your son? Uh, yes. Um, he was kind of brought into the into the gang. I mean, you know, he didn't live with me and his mom, but, you know, he seen everything that I was doing and he wanted wanted to be a part of it. And um, I didn't know that he was struggling with addiction before. And then um, he ended up working for me and then he was, uh, he battled his addictions and, you know, he ended up getting in trouble with the other guys. And, you know, that uh, kind of opened my eyes for what it really was. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a vicious life. Okay, let's let's. How's he doing now? He's still in active addiction, and um, you know he reaches out to me every once in a while. But you know he's so deep in his addiction right now. I, you know, I wish there was a lot more I could do for him. But you know, when that when you're that deep in addiction, there's only so much you could do for a person, right? I'm sorry to hear that, Stan, uh, and I and I hope I hope the, for the best for him. Cal, let me, let's talk about the, the work you guys are doing together now. So, Cal, tell me about your work with uh, your foundation and the work you do with Stan here to try and prevent kids from getting into this lifestyle. Yeah, so, Mike, when I created Kids Play Foundation, it was built on a two-tier uh, philosophical ideology. Number one, that it's completely volunteer-based, so no one gets paid. Every cent goes right back into the community. And secondly, all our programs are absolutely free of cost, so we don't want any child to be uh, deprived of that opportunity because it might be financially prohibitive on their parents. But we developed into four streams over time. Uh, first and foremost is sports. Uh, so we put on free tournaments, uh, free sporting activities for kids of all ages, absolutely free of cost, and different types of sports because we want engagement, positive, constructive outlets. So I strongly believe in sports because you learn a lot from it. Second stream is education. We put on forums, conferences, presentations, which we do with the Drug and Gang presentation team, which Stan is part of. Uh, Number three, mentorship programs. We run mentorship programs in elementary schools because I believe in early development uh, in Abbotsford, in Surrey, in Langley, and now we're potentially looking at Vancouver. And last but not least, uh, teaching kids about their civic responsibilities, engaging them with the environment uh, and teaching them about uh, tree planting uh, so that they become connected. But the... uh, 
the educational component, uh, that's extremely important to me because I believe that that provides uh, uh, educational awareness, uh, not to kids, but parents as well. I strongly believe in engaging parents in the process uh, because if you take a look at truth's functionality with respect to a child's trajectory, it starts at home. Uh, they're a byproduct of their environment. Uh, Stan can attest to that. But by Stan coming in, I'll tell you, Mike, it's one thing for me to step up on stage and talk to the kids and uh, patronize them to some degree with rhetoric about uh, staying off drugs and staying on the right track. And But they're hearing that from a police officer. It's another thing when they hear it from Stan, who's raw and visceral and gets on stage and touches these kids with his emotions yeah. and to, uh, teach um, uses his personal struggles and story and adversity of adversity uh, to okay. connect with these kids. And they're a lot more receptive to that. Stan, tell me, what, what do you tell these kids when you get up on stage like that? Oh, I mean, you know, everybody glamorizes the gangster lifestyle, right? Like, it's not, like, I get into detail. I mean, there is certain times where I have to hold back where there's yo a younger crowd, but for the most part, I get raw into detail, and you know what? It's, it's not what, what they see. You know, it's not what you see in the movies. It's not what anybody's going to tell you. It's, uh, it's a, it's a vicious, it's what, a vicious life. Them? What, what kind of what are some of the raw details that you tell that you share with them? I mean, it's uh, you're living off. Of, I, w I was living off of people's misery, like, and you know, it's like you think you're doing such a, a good thing for yourself, and it's, um, <laughs> you know, it's actually it ruined everything around me, and it made me a person that I knew deep down that I wasn't. What kind of reaction do you get from kids? Do they ever any of them? Do you have any personal interactions with any of them? Do they come up to you and share their own stories with you? Um, we actually have had other members of our team have uh, the other kids reach out to them, and uh, you know what to say that our our speeches. I don't leave my email or anything with uh, with any of the kids. Some of the guys do, but we do get a lot of feedback saying, you know what, this kind of, it really opened my eyes. Stan, what's it been like for you to, to leave that kind of gang lifestyle? Is that, was that a dangerous decision for you? I mean, do any of your former kind of criminal colleagues look at you and, and you know, are unhappy that you did that? I'm, I'm sure they're not happy with what I'm doing right now. I can actually guarantee that they're not happy because it was, it was my, actually my rule that if you leave, you're, you're done. You'll get taken care of. Well, do you feel like you're in, in danger at all? I could be. But I kind of I avoid uh, all areas where I could be in any confrontation with any of them. I don't associate with any anybody that's a part of that lifestyle. Cal, what's that like? It's kind of a dangerous situation for Stan, isn't it? It is, Mike. But you have to keep in mind it's that it's a firm decision that he's made. And he's come to terms with it. And so have I, for that matter. And we both understand what we were getting ourselves into when I became a police officer and he engaged in that lifestyle. To some degree, you understand the danger that's associated with the lifestyle. And more importantly than that, he appreciates and recognizes the danger that's associated with exiting that lifestyle and yeah. Uh, yeah. what's lurking around the corner there. But in the same vein, I'll tell you one thing. If that's not a testament to his character, I don't know what is. Because for somebody to recognize their extreme dangers to leaving that lifestyle and does it nonetheless, yeah. I speak. I think speaks volumes to the person's character and their value system. We just got one minute left here, Stan. What are you hoping to do with your life now? You're working with Cal, but are you are you trying to get into a sort of a different career path or anything like that? Uh, yes, I am. I was. I'm actually um, looking into uh, addictions counseling. You know, just I'll spend the rest of my life giving back, and you know, hoping people don't make the same life choices I made.
Stan, I think it's some a courageous decision that you've made, and you guys are doing good work. And I want to thank both of you for coming into the studio today to talk about it. Thanks to both of you. Yeah, Mike, thanks. thanks for having us. I really appreciate it. Thank you. you thanks, Mike. Thank, thank you. That's Cal Dosange. He's a Vancouver Police Department detective. His youth foundation is the Kids Play Youth Foundation. He works with keeping kids out of gangs. Stan Price, former drug leader and gang leader in the downtown east side, turned his life around. He's working with Cal now to try and stop kids from making the same mistakes that he did.